What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Come one, come all, and gather round as we take a look into the bizarre and unexplained mysteries of our reality. Broken down piece by piece into bite-sized portions to satisfy your hunger for the unknown. One thing I've always been fascinated by is the idea of underground inhabitants. Could there be worlds beyond our imagination right below our feet? Could we have clues about what dwells below hidden in folklore? Let's go back to 12th century England for a possible piece of this puzzle with the tale of The Green Children of Woolpit. The title of this story may sound immediately implausible to the critics among you, but surprisingly, this is one tale of folklore which is probably founded on some basis of truth. The legend of the Green Children of Woolpit starts during the reign of King Stephen, who ruled from 1135 to 1154 AD in a rather tumultuous time in England's history called the Anarchy in the mid-12th century. Wolpit, or in Old English, Wolfpite, is an ancient village in Suffolk named after, as one might gather from its name, an old pit for catching wolves. In approximately 1150 AD, around harvest time, the villagers of Wolpit discovered two children, a brother and sister, beside one of the wolf pits wandering about and acting nervously. Their skin was of green complexion. They spoke an unknown language, which they thought was gibberish, and they were wearing unfamiliar attire. According to writings at the time by Ralph of Cogshell, the children were subsequently taken to the nearby home of Sir Richard D. Colney, where he offered them food, but they repeatedly refused to eat. 
This continued for some days until the children came across some broad beans in Richard's garden, which they consumed eagerly and straight out of the ground. It is thought that the children lived with Richard for some years, where he was able to slowly convert them over to normal food. According to writings of the day, this change in diet led to the children losing their green complexion. The children also slowly learned to speak English, and once fluent, were asked where they had come from and why their skin was once green. They replied with, We are inhabitants of the land of St. Martin, who is regarded with particular veneration in the country which gave us birth. We are ignorant of how we arrived here. We only remember this, that on a certain day when we were feeding our father's flock in the fields, we heard a great sound, such as we are now accustomed to hear in St. Edmund's when the bells are chiming, and whilst listening to the sound and admiration, we became suddenly, as it were, entranced, and found ourselves amongst you in the fields where you were reaping. The sun does not rise upon our countryside. Our land is little cheered by its beams. We are content with that twilight, which, among you, precedes the sunrise or follows the sunset. Moreover, a certain luminous country is seen, not far distant from ours, and divided from it by a very considerable river. Shortly after this revelation, Richard took the children to be baptized in a local church. However, the boy, who appeared to be the younger of the two, died before or soon after the baptism through an unknown illness. The girl, later known as Agnes, was employed for many years as a servant in Richard's household, where she was considered to be very wagnant and impotent. She eventually married the archdeacon of Ellie, Richard Bauer, who was from Kingsland, about 40 miles away from Woolpit. The pair reportedly had at least one child. So who were the green children of Woolpit? In 1998, Paul Harris argued for a down-to-earth explanation of the green children in the context of 12th century history. He identifies them as the children of Flemish immigrants who arrived in eastern England during the early 12th century and were later persecuted after King Henry II became king in 1154. He proposes that the children's homeland of St. Martin's Land was the village of Fornham St. Martin, just north of Bury St. Edmunds, and suggests that their parents were Flemish cloth workers settled there. Furthermore, in 1173, Fornham was the site of the Battle of Fornham, during the civil war between King Henry and his son, the younger King Henry. Rebel forces led by Robert de Bermont, 3rd Earl of Leicester, together with the large number of Flemish mercenaries who landed in Suffolk, but were defeated by royal forces on the banks of the River Lark. The Flemish mercenaries were slaughtered, and Harris suggests that there may have been violence against peaceful Flemish settlers in the area. The children may have fled and ultimately wandered to Woolpit. Disoriented, bewildered, speaking no English and dressing in unfamiliar Flemish clothes, the children would have presented a very strange spectacular to the Woolpit villagers. Harrison believed that the children's color could be explained by green sickness, the result of a dietary deficiency. This theory is supported by the fact that their skin reverted to a normal color once Richard had converted them to eating real food. Other explanations continue to be sought, and two approaches have dominated explanation of the mystery of the green children. The first is that the narrative descends from folklore, describing an imaginary encounter with the inhabitants of a fairy other world. In a few early, as well as modern readings, this other world is extraterrestrial, 
and the green children are alien beings. Another modern version of the story links the green children with the old English tale, Babes in the Wood. Although they are different stories, a common motif is that they are left or taken to the woods to die. Often identified as Wayland Wood or Thetford Forest, after being poisoned with arsenic by their uncle, the arsenical poisoning resulted in their coloration. They became further linked with the Woolpit children after escaping the woods, but falling into the pits before their ultimate discovery. This version of the story was taken to local author and folk singer Bob Roberts, who says in his 1978 book, A Slice of Sulfolk, I was told there are still people in Woolpit who are descendants from the Green Children, but nobody would tell me who they were. The second dominating explanation is that it is a garbled account of real events, although it is impossible to be certain whether the story recorded is an authentic report given by the children or of some kind of adult intervention. Personally, I like to side with the more out-there theory that these children arrived from an underground world where the native inhabitants are all green. Could they be some form of reptilian descent or possibly an underground variation of human? The world may never know, but what we can do is create theories based on the evidence we do have. That about does it for this bite-sized bizarrity. Until next time, keep your eyes peeled and your minds open, because you never know what truths just may be hidden within our legends, myths, and folklore. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.